Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a great day so far. My day has been pretty good, too, but I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. Thinking about our country, where it's headed, what goes from here. Well, we know we now have President Biden and Vice President Harris in office, but at the same time, we can't expect them to cure half of what ails us in this country. The best they can do right now is just put a bandage on it and hope it doesn't bleed out too much. But speaking of bleeding out, I realized that a lot of people have been receiving an infusion of money during the pandemic. Yes, billionaires are getting richer by the day as the poor bleed out and get poorer and poorer. The middle class is disappearing. With society already tinkering and teetering on the edge and capitalism being unfairly distributed at this point, it seems a shame that some people that are billionaires earned as much as $1.1 trillion during this pandemic. Trillion with a T. Yeah, that's a lot of money going into the pockets of the richest of the rich who needed the less. While there are so many people that are still struggling to find a job, to keep a job, to stay safe on a job, just to feed their families. It seems ridiculous that in this time where the stock market is doing pretty good, and the housing market is booming and big tech is thriving, that people are starving and homeless in the richest nation in the world. So I think it's time for us to change the narrative. For years and years and years, it has always been a narrative of one group versus another group. Republicans versus Democrats, Black versus white, rich versus poor. Well, I want us to take a look at the rich versus poor again, because right now, I think it's time for all of the poor people to come together. Doesn't matter whether you're Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, purple, green, or an alien from outer space. If you are struggling to make ends meet and to make a living for your family, then it's time for us to have a conversation about that. We've been talking about raising the minimum wage to $15 a year forever. And now people don't seem to understand the fact that we don't really need, they seem to think we don't need to do that. Let's leave it at seven, whatever it is. Well, $7 and some change is good money for a teenager having their part-time job while going to school and living with mom and dad. But it's not so good for adults that are trying to raise a family and keep a home together. It's time for us to have a serious conversation about what it means to live and to make a living wage. A living wage doesn't mean we're giving out anything. Some people seem to think that asking for a living wage means that we simply will be giving out money to people who are sitting at home doing anything, doing nothing. And that couldn't be further from the truth. A living wage simply means the fact that if someone is working 40 hours a week 
on a job. They should be able to take care of themselves and their families. A living wage means that somebody shouldn't have to have both spouses working and while working multiple jobs and trying to pay for childcare just to make ends meet. I hear some people say, well, the only reason people don't succeed is because they just never, you know, they don't apply themselves. They don't get the education. They don't get the training or they have issues with um, substance abuse or they're just plain old lazy. Well, I'm sick of those, hearing those reasons. And I'm sick of hearing them because of the fact that the truth of the matter is that there are many people that have the education have the experience, have the are trying to work and make ends meet and are not lazy, but the fact that they are just one paycheck away from poverty. You know what the biggest cause of bankruptcy is in the United States? It's not going out on spending sprees. It's not spending elaborately on diamonds and gems or traveling extensively. The biggest cause of bankruptcies is an unexpected catastrophic health care event. Yes, most of us are one serious illness away from being out of our homes, losing our cars, and losing everything we own. It's time to change the narrative. With so many people that have suffered and lived through COVID, that came with medical bills. Some had insurance, but trust me, even having insurance doesn't mean you're going to continue to get to be able to pay for the bill right away. I had hip surgery in the summer of 2018. I just finished paying for it last month. Yes, last month. In December of 2020. So where do we go from here? What do we do? Are we our brothers and sisters keeper? Why should we care? I have been reading statements from certain people on different forum, forums saying that they don't see why they should have to pay subsidize anyone else. They feel like, well, if I work hard to earn mine, then it doesn't matter if my neighbor doesn't have it. But the sad part of the fact is it does matter. Because if you don't subsidize, you're subsidizing anyway. Let me give you an example. Some people say, well, if you don't have health insurance, then you just don't get health care. Wrong. You still get it. There are hospitals that will take indigent people. And the cost of their service is spread out amongst all the rest of us paying for health care. So wouldn't it make more sense to have some universal health care so that everyone will be in the same pot? You could still have options for your own health uh, program, but wouldn't it make more sense to subsidize it up front than to subsidize it later? I'm not a mathematician or an ec economist, but I understand the human needs. I understand suffering, and I understand that right now in America, way too many people are suffering. So it's time to change the narrative. It's time to change the narrative and have people of all races, all nationalities, 
of all um, sexual or orientation, all persuasion, all religions come together and figure this thing out. The thing that really gets me is that the poor white person in Appalachia somehow feels as though the poor black person in Detroit and the, is totally different. You're both suffering. You both need more. Yet that person in Appalachia will vote Republican more so than Democrat and demonize the Democrats. That makes no sense to me. I think we need to stop looking at the political party and just look at what people are doing. Who says what? I would love to see Congress and Senate come together and say, look, people are struggling, people are hurting. This is what the people need. But instead, we get division and we get the same division and the same divisiveness over and over again. It's time to change the narrative. It's time to put people first. It's time to put the needs of the people first. And needs meaning basic necessities as food, clean water, health care, a roof over your head. Those are the necessities that every person in this country should be able to be afforded. Everyone. And there's no reason why we can't do this. There's no reason why we can't figure it out. But the thing is, we don't want to figure it out. This nation was built on us versus them. From the time the first people arrived on the floor, on the shores and met the indigenous people, it became us versus them. It's the assumption that one group has some sort of superior superiority over another group. It's the assumption that one group knows what's best for everyone, including the other group, and does not even invite the other group to the table to discuss it. This us versus them mentality is what is bringing America down further and further and further because we won't learn the lessons. The country will not learn the lessons. They won't learn the lessons from the um, walk of tears. They won't learn the lessons from slavery or Jim Crow or civil rights. They won't learn the lessons from Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter. They won't learn the lessons from January 6th because we are still in us versus them. It's kind of like a mental illness that has afflicted so many people in our country that seems to think that the American dream is some temporary piece of temporary pie. And that if they get a big slice, then there's less for someone else. It's the fact that there are some people who want a certain group of people not to succeed so that they can feel better about themselves and so that they can make more money, or just for the privilege of saying, I'm better than them. They're deluding themselves and fooling themselves. So it is this unhealthy climate that we live in. It's un this unhealthy climate that has become worse in recent years. It's this unhealthy climate that has 
reared its ugly head to the point that we are now stuck. Yeah, we're stuck. We're stuck with the fact that no one wants to come together. We're stuck with the fact that the people we elect to take care of us, generally speaking, some of them are there to make money. Some may want to take care of themselves, but the whole political party system has put so much pressure on them, they think they have to conform one way or the other. If we, the United States of America, keep going down the path we're on right now, we're going to continue to sink deeper and deeper. We've already lost our standing in the world, and now we're about to lose our way of life. There will be no middle class. There will only be two classes, the very, very rich and the ones who serve them. So are we stuck? No. Are we doomed? No. There are some things that can be done, but it's going to take the effort of people on all levels of government as well as private citizens. It's going to take some courage. I think we might be on the right track right now, but let's see how that goes. For one thing, it's time for the wealthy to pay their fair share of the tax. I don't care what anybody says, and I know loopholes are legal, but there is no reason for a millionaire or billionaire to pay $750 in federal income tax while a few years ago, I owed the federal government $1,300. That makes no sense. We need to start increasing spending on health care and health reform. We need to reform the whole total process. Once this COVID thing is settled, even years down the road, there will be families that will never recover from the financial loss of it. The financial loss that caused, even if they, even if they survived, the medical expenses will still be there. We need to protect them. We need to come up with a living wage. $15 an hour minimum is not unreasonable. The stimulus checks that we've been talking about and they're still talking about, they need to go out right now. And there needs to be a method of finding out who needs the most money and the most help right now. Because some people getting the stimulus checks don't really need it. Did you know that most of the stimulus money on the very first round went to large corporations, large churches, and large businesses? People that did not need the money and could have survived without it did receive the lion's share of it. And we need more things on every level to enhance employment and to help people find jobs and help them to keep them. We need protections for those who cannot work during this COVID situation because of health reasons but are going to work anyway, even though they are scared to death of their health. We have to change the narrative. Instead of black versus white, red states and blue states, 
LBGTQ versus straight or anything else, let us focus on the fact that our own government says that all are created equal. Equal meaning that we are to be equal citizens. Now, we all know when those words were written, that did not mean women, that did not mean Blacks. But it's time to live up to what it should mean. And the fact that we know that in God's sight, we are all equal. It's time to change the narrative. It's time to talk about the things that are really affecting the people today. Now, I realize I'm rambling a little bit today, but I'm just a little bit ticked off that while families are struggling and people are losing jobs and homes and not knowing how they're going to pay the bills or buy food for their family, that billionaires have earned $1.1 trillion. That should upset you too. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not about punishing people for being rich or being wealthy. It's only about making sure those that have wealth pay their fair share in taxes that will support this nation. The infrastructure, the medical attention, defense, whatever it needs, the education. Think about how great, how much greater our public schools would be if we had the infusion of cash coming in that we needed. Yes, some divisions are doing well, but some aren't. And this is another rant because education is paid for according to um, your uh, real estate taxes. So if you live in a wealthy neighborhood with million dollar homes, your schools are just going to be better than someone that lives in a working class neighborhood with $100,000 homes based simply upon real estate. That is crazy. But then again, if the intention is to keep the rich rich and keep the poor poor, then it makes perfect sense. So let's change the narrative. Let's really look for what's going on. Let's pay attention to all those things we see on the finance pages. And not only that, let's contact our representatives on every level, local, state, and national, some of which are spending more time bickering and fighting over stupid stuff. And let's make them work for us. And if they don't work for us, let's vote them out. We can do this. We, the people, have the power to do this. We saw Georgia rise up and take it back. Let's rise up and use Georgia as our example. It's time to get rid of those that don't care about us and put in the place the ones that do. And on a side note, if you are a young person, a little bit angry and maybe passionate about what happens in your community, run for office. We need you. We need you on every level of government. I am tired of seeing old white men make 
all of the decisions. We need young people of all persuasions and all concerns. So let's go for it. Let's go for it. We can do this. We can be the United States of America. And personally, I can't wait for it to happen. Okay, everyone. See you next time. Hopefully, I'll be a little more organized and a little less angry. But sometimes we need some righteous anger just to let people know, hey, we care. Well, I will talk to you later. Bye.